Hey guys, welcome back to Tea with Mackie. I'm joined today by Jack Gerard. He's been on an incredible fitness journey since 2017, racking up over 1200 consecutive days of working out. We talk about the loss of his father, the breaking of his relationship, and a cancer scare that tore his life apart. But from the ashes rose a beaten man with nothing to lose. Jack channeled this negative energy and poured it into his physique committing to an initial 90 days at the gym before going on an incredible run of over two years. His story is one that can resonate with many of you who may be going through tough times to show that you can make it out of a dark hole and turn your life around. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's get started. I guess um, first things first, tell me about yourself. So my name is uh, Jack Gerard. I am a content creator. Um, I don't know. I didn't actually think you know this, Mackie, but I also my my business revolves around online marketing and digital content creation. Mm. So, um, but in terms of creativity and um, my lens on on you know the creative side of my life, man, I've always always loved being creative, and especially this year, I think for those of us who are creative, um, as though although it has been difficult and challenging to be creative in the same ways um it's a great outlet especially with the amount of negativity that had there has been surrounding this year as a whole having that kind of outlet is really really important so yeah yeah that's quite interesting because i feel like a lot of people know you for um your gym journey yes yes so like for you to say like you're you're very into like your creative side and i know like um when you were creating like the sort of interior design for your house you did like, sure. some artwork and, and yeah that's that, true that going ag- again with that sort of creative side yeah of yeah it is i think i think you know I, I have my parents to thank for this they and i know where it comes from when i was a kid i was a nightmare like I was like, I was bouncing off yeah. the walls. I was always getting bored. I needed a lot of attention. So my parents ended up putting me into a lot of um, classes, a lot of after school classes, whether it was music, whether it was art, whether it was dance, whether it was um, sports related, there was always something going on. So um, in terms of the creative aspect, it's always been something that's been a part of my life. But yeah, of course, as well, as you're right, like m- the majority of people, they know me for the gym journey. The fact mm. that I've been to the gym every day for over 1,200 days. Ridiculous. Um, so so <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of different strands to it. But yeah. um, in fact, it's interesting because just before I jumped on the call, I was like writing out some lyrics. Like I just I like I like having multiple outlets. I guess is that is that something you do often then like writing lyrics and stuff because I remember like me being a kid I used to because like I have a blog so I do like menswear writing and I think a lot of it stemmed from like when I was a a kid I used to like write rhymes and they weren't very good but I feel like that's a great like just like a creative outlet just to like let some of your steam go and juices go 100% man especially when I mean the two outlets that I consistently have in my life are the gym Mm. and it's music um the mu- music actually came before the gym. So a few years ago, I was taking the music side of things more seriously, not like really, really seriously, but like more seriously. Yeah. Um, and like I, I recorded songs and stuff like that and did um, a few shows. But for me, it's just like, it's a great outlet um, just to kind of be able to get your thoughts and, and feelings down on pen and paper. It's just, it's a good way to healthily deal with and process yeah. um, what's going on in your head, I guess. Yeah, so growing up, did you ever have like um, a sort of, I guess a field that you ever wanted to go into, whether it be like um, being a rapper or whether it be like being like a, it it might not have even been um, physical fitness back then, it might have been something like accountancy or something like that. Did you ever have Mm -hmm. something that um, you were leading yourself up to? Sure. So, I mean, my first love or my first passion was basketball and um, I'm really grateful for it. I mean, things didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. They went well, but um, from that process of playing basketball, because obviously in the UK as well, like basketball is not really like a big sport. Most people are playing football or maybe they're playing rugby or something along those lines. But it taught me a lot of a lot about being your own person and um it, it really helped to build my confidence and mm. uh, a lot of other life skills. And it's the same now with, you know, the gym. Like I've got a lot of life skills. As weird mm. as it is 
from that process of yeah, going yeah. to the gym. Um, but again, especially with music, like jumping on a stage in front of a few hundred people, like it's good for your confidence, it's good for your your speaking ability and, and whatnot. So yeah, definitely, man. Like, I, and, and I'm grateful for that. Having an outlet, that's an, something I advocate for a lot mm. of people is just having somewhere to be able to dump um, yeah. your feelings and your emotions. Yeah. I think, I think that's really cool because I remember like growing up, I really liked basketball too. I don't know why. Because I've, I've never really been one to watch it, but I loved playing it. Sure. But I always, there was always this stigma. And I feel like this was, well, I don't know like if, if you've experienced this, but there was always a stigma where basketball, everyone talked about basketball as if it was more like feminine and everyone liked football. And it was, it was sort of talked down on a little bit, which for me, it discouraged me, which is like one of my big regrets as a kid that like I didn't go into it as much as I would have liked to. But did you ever feel that or...? I didn't have the narrative of it being feminine, but it definitely, I mean, I would try, I would yeah. try and battle it out with all of my friends and be like, no, what are you talking about? Like basketball <laughs> is better than football. But when it's one against the hundreds, like yeah, you're yeah. always going to lose. So um, I was always, I was always just back in my own corner, but that's really where that whole mindset of, okay, I'm going to walk my own path. I'm going to do my own thing. These are the things that I care about. This mm. is what I love. Maybe not everybody's on my team, but at the end of the day, I need to follow what I'm passionate about. And um, it helped me to, to be more comfortable with going against the grain. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a difficult process, but yeah, I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I appreciated it. And then obviously now you, you talked about how you're um, sort of into the world of like marketing and digital marketing. How did that come about? That really stemmed from socials. So um, the way that I even got into social media is because I used to do a lot of uh, modeling mm. and then kind of, you know, as social media has become more prominent in society, it has got to the stage where basically your online persona, your social platforms are your portfolio. And when you're getting booked for jobs, you're going to have clients coming and looking at your, your social media platform. So you want to have good content out there, but also as well, you want to, you know, have a good like amount of followers and X, yeah. Y, and Z. And I just found myself getting hooked like I was just hooked into okay how does the algorithm work like why is this performing in this way like how can I increase my reach like what yeah. is my my audience like how do I go about creating content and then at the start of this year so in terms of um my my background because this isn't a new venture I've always worked in what I guess you might call like the humanities like dealing with refugees asylum seekers people who are vulnerable the elderly um and I shifted out of that industry and out of that space just before the first lockdown happened yeah. and I really set my goal for this year to go about starting an online business or not even an online business just starting a business um and it, there's a wealth of opportunity with within the online marketing space you know e-commerce x y and z so yeah i really just wanted to put myself to task to uphold my word on on doing that it's been a difficult journey and you know leaning on you know those principles i was talking about earlier with you know learning from basketball about you know having to walk your own path having to stand your own ground a lot of that is coming to the fore now being able to you know put in the work x y and z but again you know it's it's part of the process yeah, I mean, you've arguably started um, your own business in possibly the worst year you could have ever started it with everything that's going on. And, you know, um, a lot of people have taken their foot off the gas a little bit and you seem to mm. have really taken your foot on the gas and, and gone full throttle with it. Um, do you have any, not regrets, but do you have anything that you feel like um, you could have done better or are you like very happy with? Um, the decisions you made and it's it's been a mixed bag i would say i'm very harsh on myself um yeah. i would say as far as this year could have gone it's gone well like it yeah. has gone well i have goals and objectives that i have wanted to hit that i haven't hit um but i understand that things are not going to always be perfect and that's okay as long as you know i continue to show up and i continue to, to respect the process be reflective understand where i am making mistakes then it's fine um but but in general things have gone well and even in terms of starting a business i would agree with you like it's 
hard for a lot of a lot of businesses right now but their specific niches and digital marketing e-commerce mm. are yeah. definitely yeah. two of those niches when where there has been an explosion of um opportunity so for me it's been a good time to start but mm. it's just going away and doing all of that learning and whatnot and then applying mm. the knowledge in the right way it's it is quite complicated but hey yeah. Most things are in life, to be fair. So. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no I, I definitely agree with you. Like a lot of a lot of industries have slowed down, but I feel like how you're saying the sort of the digital and the e-commerce industries have really spiked and boomed this year. Um, but I do want to get on to your gym journey as well, and I want to sure. ask how many days has it been now? I actually don't know. I the thing it's is when I, <laughs> when when I first started off the process, I yeah. I was counting every single day. But it's now got to the point where the number is just so ridiculous. I'm like, it's around, <laughs> it's around this amount. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's a, I think it's around 1,250 yeah. or 1,260. I know that I know, I know when I started, like I can go and figure it out, but yeah. I also don't keep track of it because I, I still don't have a, like an end date in mind. Mm. So it can be quite stressful if I'm thinking about, okay, the next goal that I'm trying to get to is day one 1300 or 1500 yeah. even though like i've got a lot of days behind me now it's a it's a big commitment do you know what i mean and mm. so when i'm thinking oh shit i need to do this for another like six months or yeah, stuff yeah. or something like playing those mind games it, it really helps so that's why i try not to focus on the number of days too much anymore yeah so you're just kind of breaking it down into like the smaller steps instead of the sort of long term because that can 100%. be quite overwhelming i think it can and that's that's some advice that i would give to um to people in general right know where you're going understand like the destination mm. the milestone that you're trying to hit but once you okay you understand this is the direction that i'm headed in now just break it down into those sm smaller steps and that's one of the first lessons that i learned from this process is okay I, I, my original goal was just to go for 90 days yeah. and i would break it down to okay this is oh i've just hit like five percent or now i'm aiming for ten percent or let's just mm. go for like a like a, a week or whatever it is just make those small goals and just focus on that and then when you get to that milestone then look a little bit further like don't focus yeah, on the 100%. whole journey yeah. otherwise it, it can be crippling yeah no i agree with that and like just speaking about um your sort of 90 day journey how did that come about and and when whenabouts did that start so it started in 2017. 2017 for me is very similar, I think, for a lot of people, how they've experienced 2020. It was a very, very, very difficult year. In 20, 2017, um, at the start of the year, my, my dad suddenly passed away. Like very, very suddenly he passed away. A few months after his funeral, my girlfriend that I was with at the time, she broke up with me. I had a cancer scare and a suicide attempt, all in a very, very short space of time. And so I reached the stage in my life where I was like, I have got to do something to change the way that I'm living my life. Because at that point in time, I wasn't motivated. I wasn't driven. I was depressed. I didn't have goals. And so it was a very arbitrary goal that I set for myself of, let me just go to the gym every day for 90 days. Cause I'd always wanted to get into shape and in the process, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. And like, it was just like a, it, it was a, it was a vehicle that really just helped mm. me to deal with a lot of a lot of problems and and trauma in my life so yeah i just stuck with it had you had you ever been to the gym beforehand or was this like the first time really committing to man like a handful of times i'd never yeah. consistently been to the gym mm. to be honest with you i didn't like the gym i mm. didn't feel comfortable there i didn't know what i was doing it was not the yeah. place that i really wanted to be like i preferred playing sports if anything i found mm. the gym um quite boring but i think the reason why i might have had that change in perspective is because because it's so monotonous because it's so routine there's an element of control mm. that you are able to exercise over your life and i think at that period in time that's exactly what i needed i needed something that was stable yeah. but my whole world was very very unstable yeah, because I feel like um, I've I've heard a quote before where it's something like, um, and a person was talking about sort of running at like six a.m. and they're talking about how if you get the monotonous stuff out of the way, the the difficult monotonous stuff, then um, things like starting a business actually sound more fun and you'll actually um, 
it'll become a, a sort of butterfly effect where you you do the hard gruel and then the things that seemed hard at first actually start to become a lot more fun um but i want to ask that so obviously you had a lot of difficult um adverse situations where your father passed away and then your girlfriend broke up with you and then you almost um committed suicide your mental health at that point must have been probably one of the lowest it's ever been i imagine without question yeah without question in in the early days of you deciding actually i want to start the gym i want to get something um positive going on in my life what was your mental state like in those early days of of like let's say the first two three weeks of going to the gym of going to the gym interesting question um it was just i got backward down man like it was fear it would like for anybody who's really been struggling with this year and i put my hands up as well it's the it's more towards the end of this year that i've started struggling a little bit more um things are not always going to be hunky-dory you don't need to pretend that everything's great like be positive when you feel positive. If you're not feeling great, that's all right. Like you're, you're a human being, allow yourself to experience your emotions. That's fine. And at that, I say this because at that period in time, it's very easy for someone to look up, you know, going to the gym every single day for 1200 days and be like, that's crazy. Like how, how am I, you're, you're different. Like how am I supposed to do yeah. that? But it's important for me that other people understand that I was at the lowest of lows. <laughs> like I was literally at rock bottom. Um, and my mind was all over the place. It really was bouncing all over the place. Like I wasn't able to have any sort of coherent thought to stay focused. So it was really difficult for me. It was really, really difficult for me, but I was so fearful of even having tried to take my life that I felt like so much was at stake. Mm -hmm. And even though it was such a, like it's such a silly goal to have set, um, having that level of focus really kind of just help to bring things back under my control and also a level of acceptance in okay i can't control this that and the other but i'm starting to realize that what i can control is the way that i respond to the situation i can't control what situations i face but i definitely can control how i deal with them yeah i I really like that answer and i I just want to sort of understand like what what was the turning point for you where you felt like i feel content again because i feel like once you start gym like mm-hmm. that that was a great turning point in itself because it's action how you speak of but you weren't happy starting the gym mm-hmm. there must have been a point um where you f- you finally felt like okay i'm content again that's a difficult question but yeah. the, the reason why for me i feel like that's a difficult question is because because contentment at least to me is not a consistent thing right like that's true especially especially when i i might have set okay this goal and it's maybe not even to do with the gym it's like i want to be this kind of person you get to that place and you're like all right Mm. i feel great i like this i'm proud of myself whatnot and then if you sit there then you're gonna start slipping so focusing on okay now i'm trying to get to this point so for me it's as long as I feel like I'm showing up and that's really what this whole process mm. is about. And that's why I've continued to do it. Right. It's not about going to the gym every day. It's about trying, it's about showing up every day and trying to do something to ensure that tomorrow is worth, you know, you know, that tomorrow I'm going to be better than I was today in some way, shape or form. And so for me, as long as I feel like I'm making progress in some way, shape or form in my life, then I'm content because I mm. know that things are going in the right direction yeah and for someone who was relatively new to the gym and you were doing 90 days which is quite um difficult for for anybody mm. never mind someone mm-hmm. who, who doesn't really know what they're doing how did you find out what was your routine like man it was hard bro. <laughs> it was hard bro i didn't first and foremost i didn't know what i was doing so yeah. i was i was definitely making a fool of myself and embarrassing myself and whatnot um but the 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 doms um like the 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 like the cramps the yeah, yeah. the fatigue like it was bad i had yeah. 
I, I and because I didn't know what I was doing, I was going balls to the wall like the whole way through, and I picked up so many injuries. It was really, really, really bad. But at the same time, like it was good because um, just having, as again, having that outlet, somewhere to place those emotions. If I was feeling sad about my dad or about my ex, or I was feeling angry, or I was feeling whatever emotion that I was feeling, like I had somewhere to go and like deal with it in a healthy yeah. way having a positive outlet is so important yeah yeah when, when did you learn to sort of um when did you understand your body more and realize uh i guess not not perfect your routine but improve it and what what is it like now i guess it was after the 90 days it was after yeah. i'd done those initial 90 days and i realized okay this is not going to work like if i hear if i train like this consistently i'm i'm going to I'm, I'm probably going to end up in hospital at some point. Like it's, it's not going to yeah. work. So now it's a case of, okay, I can probably put in 70% consistently yeah. and I'm not going to, I'm going to pick up injuries, but I can adapt around them. I'm not, I shouldn't, if I'm being smart, I shouldn't pick up any major issue um, injuries. And then every now and then, I'm going to go all out and I'm going to, you know, train really, really, really hard, then yeah. dial it back down or try and do something crazy um, just so that I can like have another accomplishment that I can lean on or, or whatnot. But it's really just yeah. kind of gearing towards consistency because little and often, man, like it really, it really makes a big difference. If you can do something on a daily basis for like 30 minutes for an hour, it's not too difficult, but you do that for a few years, man, you'll reap the rewards. Yeah. And it's an interesting point you make, um, how you go like 70% because I was I was watching um a Joe Rogan clip where um the guy that was on the podcast he was talking about sort of flow versus intensity and how um like for example if you do if if your um max push-up count is 20 and you do mm -hmm. 20 on monday and then you feel sore for like tuesday wednesday and then you do 20 on thursday compared to somebody who does maybe 12 but does it every single day so that person who does 12 in in the space of four days has eight more push-ups on the person who did 20 and 20 and it's mm -hmm. just that idea of like do you want to go completely intense in your workouts or do you want to maybe dial it a bit back but then you'll end up um being a lot more consistent it's sort of like um like a boxer who spars more um but then spars more rounds but spars less within a week compared to somebody who mm. might spar a lot less rounds but does it you know every single day or every two days and then within a year um that person's gonna have a lot more training behind them um, yeah did you do you find that that's something that you do yourself where you've because you talk about sort of you you dip in and out of like doing intense workouts but then you'll have periods where you're just um i guess maintaining and just um letting your body sort of relax as well yeah without question but it, it really depends on the person like some people may be more built towards having those intense bursts and that might be what works really well for you for me it's more a case of okay let me let me ensure that at least that i'm consistent and um, I know that, okay, maybe maybe I, I didn't do what I wanted to accomplish today. I didn't hit like my PR or whatever it is, mm. but it's a case of, I know that it's coming. I know that it's going to happen, guaranteed, because like the proof is in the pudding. Like I've, it, like I've been every single day. So, you know, it's going to continue to be the case. And I think that for me works well because it's like, I know I'm continuously going to be working towards, um, you know, mm. getting that, do you know mm. what I mean? And like with um sort of like stretching and stuff, do you do you stretch much or? Man, I really need to. Like, I'll be, <laughs> if I'm being really honest with you, Mackie, I'll probably stretch like twice a year. It's not. <laughs> it's not good. Just getting out of bed to somebody. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's it, man. I was saying this to somebody recently. Like, I need one. I need to stretch more and two i need to start going for um like sports massages and stuff because my body is 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 like it's really tight all the time mm. and i know all right fine i'm young at the moment and yeah yeah i can deal with it but 20 years down the line if i don't sweat it out it's going to be problematic so yeah <laughs> what about like cold showers have you ever been into any of that ice baths i have i have it's in it's 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 interesting i mean in terms of recovery i haven't done it for that purpose um yeah. but i think because of doing something 
this consistently i've really become obsessed with like habit hacking and like mm. like the topic of developing habits and how powerful habits can can be so cold showers is something that i did maybe i'd have cold showers um maybe for like three or four months and it was it was and really useful in many ways but at the same time i kind of cut it out because i was like i feel like this is taking a lot of my willpower to actually do this and i'm not really seeing that many benefits from it yeah yeah because i remember like within the summer i started doing a few cold showers here and there and it's definitely it definitely rejuvenates you compared to like a warm shower where you feel yeah quite lethargic afterwards um so i do understand that but then i do also get the fact that yeah you're probably not getting the most out of your day it's, it's probably not like influencing your day um a lot but um it's interesting so like what what made you um obsess over that sort of um building habits and is that something that like did you like read a book about it or like how did you learn about how to build it's, habits? it's just it's it's just from this process man it's Mm. now now is when i'm starting to delve into books and a really great book for people if they do want to learn a little bit more about um how to develop habits and why they're so valuable in a really concise manner is atomic habits by james clear very very good i really 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 recommend reading it that's one of my um favorite books of this year and on that on that topic of how you can move the needle in a very it's not easy, but it's a lot more effortless manner by doing something consistently. To put it into context, I am not somebody who has ever had an interest in reading books in the slightest. I think over the, let's exclude this year, over the course of my life, I might have read maybe like 15 books, but it's something where I was like, I really need to dive a little bit deeper into this because I know that it's something that's valuable. All successful people that I hear about, they're always talking about how much they're reading, how much they're learning. And so I started implementing that as a habit of, okay, I'm going to read every single day for an hour or at least half an hour. And we're coming to the close of the year now and I've read about 40 books. And it's by doing, again, it's by doing that little and often, little and often. So if you have a goal of Whatever it is that your goal is, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Just looking at it from the standpoint of, of okay, how can I do this on a daily basis, where I'm not actually having to expend that much energy and willpower, but I'm still able to generate some sort of results, and then just be consistent and let momentum do the rest of the work. Let mo- don't worry about trying to move the whole mountain at once. Like that's stressful. It's really really <laughs> stressful. So let momentum do the work for you. That's yeah. the, the the best way to approach it, I think. Yeah, because um, I had um a guy on called Dane Walker, and he's um he managed to build his sort of social media company to six figures within half of a year, within wow. twenty twenty. It's incredible, and he was talking about um how he'll read like three books, um sort of at the same time. So if he'll mm-hmm. just pick one up and then he'll put that down, and he'll pick a different book up, and how it's sort of. I think he was talking about there's that research or how it stretches your brain a lot differently to consuming mm-hmm. videos or just consuming audio books mm-hmm. because reading is is quite you have to concentrate I think like in the world we're in now like with TikTok and with like Instagram reels and everything it's like um, things are like two to three seconds of content and that's just like a nice bit of dopamine for you whereas reading you really have to sit down and engage focus. with the book yeah really focus so has that has that um sort of skill that you've picked up helped you in in any other way has it made you more i, it's, I it's, guess attentive maybe it, it, in ways it has i think to, to an extent it's made me more mindful yeah. of exactly what you're talking about like i don't i don't know how old you are maki i'm 20 eight now going on 29 but i remember like when i was when i was a kid like we didn't have we had we we were on the cusp of just getting the internet we had like the dial-up tone Uh, we didn't like there were no apps on your phone except for like snake and (laughs) now we're in a stage where i constantly am flipping between instagram youtube facebook whatsapp instagram facebook youtube whatsapp like continuous what's going on what's going on even the content that i've started consuming on youtube is getting shorter and shorter like now i'm watching stupid like 40 second clips and so it's it is concerning because i do find that the way 
that all of us are starting to engage with things like we're developing more and more ADHD. And so practices like reading, it does help to slow that down a little bit. Um, but it's a difficult one. It's a really difficult one because I don't really know what the trajectory looks like on that. Like it's only going to get more and more complicated to avoid being on your phone or engaging with things that give you that instant dopamine rush. And it's interesting analyzing social media and marketing from a business perspective because social media platforms are, aren't really platforms for engaging with your friends they're marketing platforms that's the whole purpose of them is to sell you things like and so when you're looking at it from that angle of oh okay like the only reason why we're on here is so that these mega corporations can collect data on us and then sell it off to other people so that they can sell us stuff as well it's bad it's yeah it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah no because everyone talks about how like instagram is like it'll be a post but then it's an ad and then it's a post and then it's yeah. an ad but then it's interesting because like with like habits and stuff um mm. ha- when you when you talk about building habits i think a lot of my own habits i feel like come from or a lot of my productivity comes from breaking bad habits mm-hmm. whether it be like how you talk about like everything is now just about a dopamine reward so spending too much time on tiktok spending too much mm-hmm. time on instagram spending too much time on social media in general or on your phone in general mm-hmm. that can be a bad habit that can be something that I've found that where I'll spend too much time consuming the stuff that's easy and then it makes you f- almost feel like the stuff that you need to get done, it feels a lot more difficult. Yeah. And one one good thing that I've managed to do is I just turn my phone off and I'll just put it in mm-hmm. like a drawer. Um, what, what kind of advice do you have for people that are like really struggling with like productivity and how have you been able to really focus on the things that matter? Yeah, I, I would say I, literally the same as you, Mackie. Like, it's a case of get rid of your phone, man. Like, if you're working in one room, and it's, 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 it's difficult to do this because you need to stay on point. Like, there was a period of time this year where I was so on point with this, and I'd be like, I'm not keeping my phone with me at all until this specific point in time. My phone, my, my phone is living in another room, and I'm going to be in another place so I don't get distracted. Literally just having my phone around me, like... Sometimes I'm just going to check it for no reason. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Like that's, that's again, what we're talking about. It's like, those are habits. Those are habits that are being built into us Mm. unconsciously. We are having habits built into us. And so it's trying to figure out ways to overwrite those behaviors. And so, yeah, like you were saying, man, Mm. if you can build up the willpower to turn off your phone, stick it in a drawer or leave it in another room, it doesn't take much man to change change a habit like you need to stick with it for a few weeks but slowly and slowly it will be it will become a, a lot easier yeah a bit a big part of like my life and i feel, feel like since maybe 2018 is sure. running and uh, um, okay i really enjoyed it and i've heard that you started uh you, you did a marathon i think in 2018 was it it was in yeah it was in 20 yeah. no was it 2018 yeah it was 2018 yeah yeah. would you talk about sort of how that came about why why you decided to do that and was it was it something where you were into running um just to begin with or was it something where it was just completely new to you this is leaning on that principle and then again i know that this is like quite extreme but this is leaning on what i was talking about giving 70 percent, and then sometimes yeah. just going all out and trying to do something mm-hmm. crazy um and for me I'd always, it's like something that's on the bucket list. It was like, I've always wanted to run a marathon. I don't know why, but it was just something that it's like, I feel like that's something that I should do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but like, to run a marathon, man, that's a lot. Like, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, for me, it was just like, I don't like running. Even yeah. now I go for runs and stuff like that. I do enjoy it more than I used to, but I still don't really like running. And especially to run 26 miles, man. I knew that I'm not going to like dedicate myself to doing the training, especially when I'm doing the gym training every mm-hmm. day. So it was just a case of I'm going to throw myself in the, in the deep end. And I signed up to run a marathon um, three weeks before the actual marathon date. Um, I went for two 5K runs yeah. beforehand just to kind of like suss it out a little bit. And then I was all right. I was like, all right, let's go time got to the start line and i was like just gotta fuck it out just keep running stick with it 
until I get it done. Um, and so, yeah, they, but the way that the, the main way that I did that though was because it was so close to everything that had happened. I ran that emotion, I ran that race off of emotion. Like mm. I was running off of pain. I was running off of, okay, turning negatives into positives. Like this is everything that I'm facing. Let me think about this memory. Let me think about this, whatever it is that's creating me. Let me use that for fuel. I'm in pain. Mm. I'm in a lot of pain running this race at the moment because my body is not used to having to put this output, um, you know, together. But the situation, that situation, that situation is far more painful than this. So if mm. I can deal with that kind of pain, then I can definitely deal with this. And it's all just like playing mind games. So, yeah. I was going to ask you, are you familiar with um, Hello Goods? Hello Goods? Hello Sebebe? I'm, I'm not, no. So there's a guy in America who has been running every day for over 1300 days. Very similar oh, actually, thing to what... Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you've shared his um, post, I think. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he he's somebody who's um incredibly inspiring, man. And yeah. If you're into running and stuff like that, you should definitely check him out. Yeah, hundred percent. I was gonna ask um, do you know who David Goggins is? Oh my God, <laughs> David Goggins is a phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal human being. I have you have you um read or listened to Can't Hurt Me? I've I've not read it, but I've I listened to this is what got me into running. I listened to his um podcast. I think it was um rich and rolls or something i don't, okay. I don't know what the podcast sure. was but um he was just talking about kind of this the same mentality you have with the marathon where it's like just get started it doesn't matter yeah. if you've not trained or anything and that's the, that was the turning point where i um entered for a 5k with no stamina whatsoever and that really changed a lot of um things in my life and it really made me um a lot more consistent with running and like it's just funny because like I was thinking about next year I want to do a half marathon mm -hmm. um but then I'm listening to you talking about how you did a full marathon and all you did for training was two 5ks which sounds ridiculous but you managed it and it was it was mainly in your head which I don't think Same a lot man. of people realize like 42 kilometers 26 miles it's a lot mm -hmm. a lot that's for it. your body but it yeah. that, that's what it comes down to like especially and you know this from doing that 5k like when you have those limitations those limiting beliefs of oh man i probably can't do this or whatnot like then trying to actually go out and do it it seems really difficult it seems impossible but when you're just like okay i'm gonna do it and then you realize oh i have the ability to actually do this like okay it wasn't it wasn't easy but i can i can make things happen if i really try like if i put my my mind to it i can accomplish things mm. that seemed impossible and so 100% you can definitely, if you can run a 5k, you can definitely run a half marathon, man. Like without, without yeah. question, it's just a case of playing mind games with yourself whilst you're out there and just being like, okay, I don't know when this is going to end. And that's what this year has been. It's like, I don't know when this situation is going to end, but it's going to end at some point. And all I need to do is continuously keep playing mind games with myself of, okay, this is how I'm going to try and make some progress in this way, this shape and form in my life. And I'm going to just keep dugging it out. Again, not looking to the very, very end, but okay, I've hit mile three. Let me just let me just run one more mile. And then after you've run that mile, you're like, okay, let me, do you know what? Let me put on my favorite song and I'm going to just keep whatever it is, playing mm. mind games with yourself. And then you'll realize, oh, I've done it. Mm. So you're almost tempting me to do a full marathon now. Oh, right. I'm going to hit you. I'm, de <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to hit you off and be like, <laughs> Like, bro, when's that full, um, that full marathon happening or half marathon happening, man? You should, oh. because I, at least to me, the way that I looked at it was there's only, there's only three ways in which this doesn't happen, right? Is I get injured mm. and like my leg breaks or something like that. And therefore I literally can no longer run. But yeah. even then I would be like, let me see if I can figure out a way. <laughs> Two, I'm so slow that they call off the race <laughs> before I get to the finish line or three, I quit. And if you take out, all right, I'm whatever happens, I'm not going to quit. Then you also take out, all right, even if I get injured, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And realistically, you're not going to be so slow that they call off the race before you get to the finish line. Like it's, you, you can make it happen, but you just have to be willing to, yeah. to go through like the ringer, man. It's not going to be easy, but it's definitely, possible and and not to talk too much but 
in situations like this when life does get hard yeah as you know from you know listening to david goggins he talks about this concept of being able to reach into the cookie jar and these are what these are like situations where you can reach into the cookie jar and be like man if i'm able to do that if i'm able to do something like that then of course i can deal with this mm. it's not going to be easy it's never going to be easy but i can definitely do it like i have the ability to be able to do it and that's why it's so valuable having those kind of experiences because they will live with you for the rest of your life and so sure suffering for however many hours it is that's definitely worth it yeah and like during the marathon itself people always talk about that sort of wall that people um that runners hit at sort of mile 20 mile 15 whatever whatever it might be did you experience that yourself I did, yeah. I had I had two walls. One was at mile eighteen, and that's when my my legs literally just seized up. Like mm-hmm. I I was I was running like straight legs. I couldn't I couldn't even bend them anymore because they were they had so much cramp. And then I had to I had to rest for like five minutes and just like stretch out because mm-hmm. the, they were done for. And then the second one was at around mile twenty two, mile twenty three, and that's when my body was like, okay, Jack, like man if you don't start walking then i'm i'm out <laughs> like my 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 heart was it was like somebody was punching me from inside yeah. of my chest like my heart was really pounding so at that point i was like okay i gotta i have to walk the rest of this because otherwise i think that I'm, i might have like a heart attack or some something and then the last hundred meters i was like all right let me just try and jog this out but yeah i definitely hit a couple wars man <laughs> how's yeah. your body afterwards how long did it take oh to my recover? Ruins. It was ruins, yeah. man. I couldn't. I the problem is as well is I I I did the marathon down in Brighton in honor of my dad because we used to live down in Brighton, mm. and I drove myself down there. I didn't have any family, any friends with me, unfortunately. So, um, after the race was done, like I had to get my way back home. Oh my man, it was oh horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't good you know you've done it and uh, and it goes back to sort of how you talk about um you like you like to push yourself and do things that i think most people um don't have the drive to do so now that you've done a marathon is there anything that excites you to um go f- to to top that almost to an extent there is i would i mean i would like to complete like a triathlon or oh. even to try and run an an ultra marathon um i'm tempted by these things but but the thing is what's interesting for me is a lot of the time it's not like i'm planning for them they just happen it's very spontaneous yeah. i will have that sudden burst of do you know what i want to do this there's no better time than now let me just throw myself into the deep end and see what's possible. Like if last month or maybe six weeks or so ago, I went for a run and I was, I had, I'd had a really bad day and I was like, let me just run. And so I ran from, um, you know, Croydon to like the other side of Croydon. And I was like, let me just keep going. And then I was like, is it possible for me to get to Brixton? And then Basically, I set my goal, it got into my head and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to try and run to London. And this is only running like a half uh, a half marathon. Mm. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when you have that burst of energy and you have this goal in your mind, seize the opportunity because that's what's going to get you through is your emotions. It's, your, it's having that motivation is going to be the thing that pushes you. Yeah, I, I completely um, relate to that because I feel like with the marathon or the, or the half marathon itself, that conversation I had with a friend where it was like, I really want to do something that not a lot of people have done. So I, I was initially, we were talking about sort of mountain running and things wow. of that. So yeah, just something that's extreme and mm-hmm. crazy, but I believe in myself enough to be like, fuck yeah, I could do this. And then once I've done it, I can be like, yeah that's so crazy and then it was sort of we were were just kind of planning for like how we would get um to a point where we had enough stamina to sort of complete something like a a a mountain run and that's how sort of the the marathon came into our mind and it was just one of those immediate spontaneous thoughts where it's like yeah fuck we'll do this because it'll be almost like a milestone to get to that yeah which is 
quite funny because I feel like a lot of people's um, big goal is the marathon and I'm using it almost mm-hmm. like a, a milestone for something bigger and I feel like um, you're very much like that with your goals mm-hmm. where they can be spontaneous but you're not somebody who dwells on just dreams you you do take action and you do plan and find a way to complete a lot of those things a hundred percent and that's that's one lesson that i've learned in life and i wish i'd learned it earlier is nothing and it's, it's very it's very obvious but like nothing happens unless you do something right and also thinking about doing something the more that you think about it the more difficult it becomes because you're going to start talking yourself out of it you're going to start thinking about is this possible is like i'm what do i need to do to be able to accomplish this when i was doing that that prep for the marathon I made sure that I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't want to know whether it was possible to do that. I didn't want to find out like what are the risks for doing that? Because mm-hmm. when you start looking too deeply, because you're, you're going to, I'm starting to talk myself out of it. I'm like, yeah. oh man, I don't really want to do it. It's dangerous. I might injure myself or yada, yada, yada. But if you just put yourself in the deep end and then you're having that, that battle and that conversation with yourself and then you get to the stage where you're like, I've already run a quarter of this all i need to do is run another quarter and then i'm halfway there and then i do that one more time i finish like it's again playing those mind games with yourself to simplify Mm. the process yeah no i think a lot of people i think with with anything really like a lot of things you just got to start and i think people over analyze Mm. a lot of things so if it's whether it's like starting a podcast you might start thinking Mm. oh but i need to do this and i need to do this Mm. and i need to make sure my voice sounds good and you Mm. know a lot of like um over analysis so it's really good to just sort of just sometimes just lace your boots up and just go on a run and just get that thing done and you don't have to think about every single little nook mm-hmm. and cranny but you can just deal with those problems as they come instead of exactly. trying to plan for everything and then ending up doing nothing um but i do want to move on to this year because it's been such a difficult year and obviously lockdown um sort of began in march and Mm-hmm. There, were, there were obviously rumours that gyms were going to close and for you, um, with your journey, how was how were the initial stages of lockdown? How were, because um, I, I believe um, you probably had a feeling gyms were going to close before they actually mm-hmm. did. Did mm-hmm. you, were you prepared for that or was it a case of like, I'm going to have to figure my way out of this? I was, I was, I was prepared for it. it the lockdown happens just before I hit day 1000. So I hit I hit day 1000 on the 2nd of April and we went into lockdown, as you said, like in March-ish mm. sometime. And so I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, there's a chance that because of a global pandemic, there's a chance that I might not reach this goal. And I was, at this stage, we only probably had like maybe like a hundred cases in the UK. But mm. I was looking at what was going on in China and people literally being like, locked in their house and welded into their house and i was like jesus christ this is clearly serious in some way shape or form and it's here so maybe maybe we might find ourselves in that same situation so again it was a case of taking action and just being like i know this is a really extreme response to have for something that may not happen but this is really important to me like i want to i've worked hard to get to this goal and i'm not gonna I'm out of a lack of preparation. I'm not going to allow this to slip through my fingertips. So um, probably about three weeks before the lockdown happened, by that stage, I'd already built like a home gym. It's not like the most, it's not, it doesn't compare to like the proper Mm. gym, but I have what I need to be able to train properly at home. Um, And so even though it's been difficult, like I miss being able to train properly at the gym and being able to get in those those great workouts and being able to be around um, other people because I find it very inspiring. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to to keep the consistency and to be able to to continue to train. How how um, difficult was it doing your sort of home workouts um, in your own gym? And were there any like moments where you almost felt like you wanted to stop or you wanted a break from um just training a hundred percent a hundred percent even at the actual gym even at the actual gym i'm like why am i why am i still doing this like i've made my point like Mm. why am i continuing to do this but i think 
I think to an extent as well, like it's one because of I know how valuable habits are and especially in a period of time like this, it's so easy to fall off and to be like, oh, I just, I can't be bothered anymore. Like, what's the point? Like everything's everything's going down the drain. Like what's the point in trying? But in situations like that, that's, that is the time when you have to try. If everything is going wrong, that's the time when it's the most important to try because you're fighting for your territory, you're holding your yeah. ground, you're making sure that you don't lose what you've worked so hard to attain. And so even on those days, whether it's at the gym gym or whether it's a training at home, like it's so important to just try and keep that focus and, and be like, I am going to show up and I'm going to try because that's all you need to do, man. As cliche as it sounds, it's just try and do your best and just keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, because you've built this streak of over 1,200 days at the gym, I feel like one day, it might not happen, but one day there might be a day where you don't go to the gym for whatever reason, whatever circumstance. Um, have you ever thought about that? And have you ever thought about what emotions might um, plan out as, as a result of that? Yes, I have. And to be honest with you, I guess I'm starting to get to a stage where it's like, okay, realistically, I do need to have like an exit strategy for this. Like it's not, it. sure, I could continue to do this for the rest of my life. And I mean, it's going to be difficult <laughs> like, to do this for the rest of my life. I think it would be incredibly valuable. Like let's say I get to day 10,000 or day yeah. 15,000 or whatever, and I'm an old man. I'm sure that's going to inspire a lot of people and they're going to, you know, it's similar to David Goggins and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I, I want to leverage the lessons that I am learning and place it into other aspects and areas of my life, because I feel like I'm going to get um, even more return on investment on it. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so it's figuring out when is the right time to do that? How do I do it? I definitely want to be the one who's making a conscious decision of, okay, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this anymore, but if I'm taking this off the table, then I'm replacing it probably with something else, whatever that may be. But again, for me, this really is a vehicle for finding a way under any circumstance, global pandemic included, to, to mm. try and make tomorrow better than today. Mm. And as long as I have some sort of outlet or vehicle in life that allows me to do that, then there's always something to look forward to. Yeah. And and just speaking about, um, just as we're coming up to the end of the year, and it's been such a difficult year, how is your mental well-being? It's it's been it's been up and it's been down. Like I spent mm. the entirety of the first lockdown completely by myself. I didn't touch mm. another person for three months. Like it was it was crazy. And so I just had to take all of that 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 again, that negative energy and find something to put it into. It, I just started exercising a, a ridiculous amount of control over what I could control, working very hard, trying to make sure that okay, I'm making progress here, I'm making progress there. So okay, maybe this month as a whole with everything that's going on it's been really difficult but at least i've managed to have a win here at least i've managed to have a win here and so you know i'm somebody who's very open about um you know my mental health and my mental well-being because i know what it's like when you are down and when you're low and especially as guys like I feel like the narrative is starting to change, but it's not something that a lot of guys might be comfortable talking about and saying, I don't feel good right now. Like I'm, in fact, I don't, it's not that I don't feel good. I feel awful. Like I'm really sad. I had a cry yesterday and I've just, I don't, I don't like where my life is at the moment. That's okay. Like having that level of honesty is important. Being able to talk to people about where you're at is really important. Like you don't need to constantly pretend that everything's good because nobody's life is always good so it's it's important to be human and to show your vulnerabilities and one of the reasons why is because if you can be vulnerable and be comfortable being vulnerable it's very hard for life to break you or to hurt you that mm. i often say that um, weakness is my greatest strength because if you're able to be weak and to be comfortable being weak, then what can life do to you? What can anybody do to you if you're able to be at the worst of worst and still be like, it's all right, I'm, I can deal with this. I can handle it in a very healthy way. Like I'm still going to make progress. It makes mm. you very powerful. So never feel afraid to, to kind of talk about the way you're yeah. at. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And just um, sort of going on that point, because you you live alone. So how how long mm. have you lived alone for? Um, so I lived alone for two years. I have a, a spare bedroom, so I've start. I've I've now got a tenant. Yeah. Um, well, he hasn't moved in yet. He's moving in just after Christmas. Okay. Um, but but I, I like I like having my my own space to be honest with you. But with with the lockdown and whatnot, obviously not being able to go out and see people, yeah. it's been different. And so not having um, that company, I have missed it. But in mm. general, I do like to have that that time to be by myself and to be able to reflect and whatnot. Yeah. No, I definitely think COVID's um, flipped a lot of things around. So it's, it's different. But in, in general, because I, I feel like I, I just graduated, I'm 22. But mm. a lot of the time in accommodation, especially when it was coming up to like exam season, you often find mm-hmm. that you know you are um, just boarded in the four walls of your bedroom, just sat there studying whatever. So you don't see people as much. I used to find that very lonely. Have you mm-hmm. ever have you ever had that, or is it just a case of you really just um, value your own your own company? I guess. I do. I do have that. I do have that. Especially this year, I've had that. The, yeah. This has been a very a very lonely year and I'm yeah. really if I'm being honest with you man I'm moved I'm quite emotional and upset about the yeah. fact that I know that so many people have been alone this year and especially this Christmas man I'm annoyed about it like there's so many people who are going to spend Christmas alone like it's a terrible terrible thing it's not okay it's really not okay so I definitely do have those those sentiments of oh man I feel a little bit lonely at the moment what not and I think the the difficult thing this year has been usually when I feel that way I'm like All right, I'm gonna go and meet the boys or I'm gonna go and hang out with so-and-so or I'm gonna spend some time with my family whereas this year it's not been possible to do that and so it's I've just especially that first lockdown I was just distracting myself work yeah. work 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 just couldn't work that was it I was just working constantly so that I was distracted of keeping myself busy but uh yeah yeah definitely we're all hoping, obviously, twenty twenty one. We're we're mm-hmm. all hoping it'll be better. Who knows, man? Um, I feel like maybe the first year, um half of the year will still be a little shit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like everyone thinks that the vaccine is gonna magically change everything. I think it's gonna be a process. It's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. But do you have um? Do you make New Year's resolutions? Do you have? I do. I do make New Year's resolutions. I try and map out my goals as well um, on a monthly and weekly basis. I don't, it's difficult though next year to make New Year's resolutions yeah. because it's not like if I was like, oh, I want to run, I want to run a, a, a marathon next year. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> well, let's see about that. Let's, who knows? Who knows if that's going to be possible? I think it's more a case of this year coming I want to really look at my life and be like all right 2020 was really good for reflection and being able to look at the areas of my life where I realized something is lacking or this is something that I really appreciate or this is something that I love about myself this is something that I don't love about myself this is something I need to work on and kind of looking at it from that lens of how do I want my life to look like and definitely one thing that I've realized is that I want to have more freedom uh, freedom is important to me and I love being in London but I would also love to be able to be able to live in another country for a period of time and then come back and building my life and my lifestyle in such a way that I'm not tied or married to mm. anything too much um, so that's one of my main focuses is is being able to go and just experience life a little yeah. bit more yeah yeah, just sort of living your life because it is is a short life, isn't it? So it's good to just mm. um, get those experiences, just where you are 100%. a bit 100%. more relaxed and you're not thinking about work and and all those things. And I, I want to end the um, podcast with a final question. Do you know who Stephen Bartlett is by any chance? I, I don't. I don't. Know so Stephen he Butler. he has a um, he ran a, like a social media company, but he has a podcast called Diary of a CEO. Really good podcast. I'd recommend it. But um, he tends to ask this question and I've kind of nabbed it off him but mm-hmm. um, it's it's a scenario where you're at a dinner party mm-hmm. and you have to invite three people dead or alive who would you pick and why? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's really difficult man. Yeah. Who's inspired you? 
Yeah. Do you know the thing? I mean, off the cuff, man, my initial answer is that I want to invite my family. Like, I would love, I would, I know, I feel like this is a bit of a cheat, but like, I want to, I would love to invite like, like, like family members that I've lost because I have a level of appreciation for that now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not having those people around to be able to have another conversation with them, to ask them now that I'm a man, to be able to ask them questions that I wouldn't have been able to have asked them or I hadn't asked them when I was younger. But then at the same time, I would love to, bring some of my heroes to the table to be able to have conversations with, with them to have, like speak to someone like Kobe or to LeBron or even someone like um like KSI like but then at the same time Elon Musk and Warren Buffett all it's very di- I don't I'm sorry Mackie man I, I don't know how to answer the question man I don't know how to answer the question <laughs> I mean you can you can split it how about um how about you do two family members and one hero or or something like that you gotta give me an answer man (laughs) all right all right all right i think i would i would invite i would invite i definitely invite my dad yeah i would invite i might invite ksi because i Mm. i really admire what he's managed to accomplish in terms of socials and just Mm. what he's managed to do in his life as well like he's a absolutely he's an incredible individual and then it, probably Elon Musk yeah. or Neil deGrasse Tyson and to kind of just be able to chop it about up about like the state of the universe. Although I feel like KSI would be the worst person to have at the table for that conversation. So I don't know, he might have to go out for a toilet break for that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Elon, Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse, you, you have to pick one. You can't give I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take Elon Musk, man. I'll All take right, Elon Musk. brilliant. <laughs> You've been a, um, an amazing guest. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Hey guys, feel free to come and check me out on socials. My um, my social media handle is jack.gerard. That's J-A-K-K dot G-E-R-A-R-D. Um, but other than that, man, everybody keep your head up, man. Just keep grinding. I know that this has been a, a complicated start to the decades, but hey, look, it's the start of the decades and hopefully all of us, by the time it's 2030, we can look at the amount of progress that we've made, the lessons that we've learned and be proud and grateful for for the process and the experience so keep grinding and keep working yeah jack thank you thank you for your time bro thank you for having me on the show <laughs> all the best and happy christmas man